Amen. Peace of Christ be with you. Today, it's happening all around the world, on every continent, in cathedrals and storefront uh, shops, little churches and big churches. It's happening in cities, it's happening in the country. People are gathering, like here, like now, to step into a journey together towards the cross and towards the resurrection. A 40-day journey we call Lent. Christians of every stripe, shape and size, every tribe and language and nation are stepping in today to inaugurate this season where we get to travel not alone but together towards our Savior Jesus. As we step in together at Hope College in our particular place in this particular community, we do so together, unified in Jesus. It's my great privilege as we do this to step in with my, my brother and my friend, Father Nick from the St. Benedict Institute. He's going to, uh, yeah, give him some love. Yeah, listen. It doesn't need to be forlorn. Um, a, a man who I deeply love, admire, and respect. A uh, ministry that is um, so faithful. And he is going to offer us the word today as we step in together. When we're done, I'll come up and give some instructions for those of you who would like to receive ashes and just talk a little bit about that. But friends, hear the word of the Lord from Father Nick. Thank you, Trig. And um, thank you for the honor of speaking in chapel today. It's great to be uh, with all of you here. Speaking with the word, St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12. I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. Let love be sincere, hate what is evil, hold on to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection, Anticipate one another in showing honor. Do not grow slack in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Endure in affliction. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the holy ones. Exercise hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. The word of the Lord. Thanks to God. In this week of Ash Wednesday, it's very common to hear the question asked, what are you giving up for Lent? What are you doing for Lent? And it's not a bad question. It can be a, a revealing question, but I think there's a better question. And the better question is, why are you giving something up for Lent? Why are you doing something for Lent? The traditional practices of Lent that Jesus mentions in Matthew chapter 6 are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And Jesus has a lot to say about those who do those things so that they might be seen for themselves to receive a reward merely in this earthly life. And basically says, do it for God, you know. What you do in secret, your father sees in secret and will reward you in secret. 
And you might think, okay, well, why should I do something? All right, well, I'll give it to God. But I think to offer, to offer something to God actually I think is something that we, we can take for granted, you know. Um, we think of it as, well, I'm going to do something for God. I'm going to do him a favor. I hope he's grateful. But in the, if you look at, you know, I think at our own lives, we see that sometimes being able to offer a gift is actually a privilege. I think of birthday parties as a kid. You know, it's, it's custom when you are invited to a birthday party that you don't show up empty-handed. You have a gift, especially if it's a party for a small person. And, and so we think that, oh, yeah, no, I'm bringing something to a party. I'm giving a gift. But here's the thing, though. To be able to give a gift at a birthday party, you either have to be an important enough family relation to get an invite, or you have to be a cool enough friend. And so, to be able to present a gift, you have to be honored with an invitation. And I think the same is true in Christianity, in our understanding of Lent. You know, that it is a time where we're invited um, to give, but that's a privilege. It's a privilege to do that. You know, in the history of world religions, the name that's applied to those people who get to offer gifts to God or the gods is priest. It's priest. And it's interesting that in the, in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 19, it talks about the whole people of Israel as a priestly people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. So it's not just Aaron and his sons or the tribe of Levi that have a priestly role. It's actually the whole Jewish people. The whole people is invited to offer something to God. And actually, that, that logic carries through to the New Testament. In, in 1 Peter chapter 2, St. Peter uses the exact same language about the church, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And so all the baptized are called to make sacrifices to God, to have the privilege of offering him a gift. And this language in Scripture is incorporated into the whole Christian tradition, East and West, Catholic and Protestant. The idea of a priestly people is something that is common to our theological heritage for everyone here, every Christian here. And here's the thing. The idea is that at the end of the day in the Christian understanding, there is only one priest. There is only one mediator between God and man, and that's Jesus. And he's the one who offers the perfect sacrifice of himself with perfect love to the Father. But the beauty and privilege of being a Christian is that we are called to join in that sacrifice, that we also get to offer gifts to God. Why? Because we are united to Jesus, and so our gifts are united to his. And that's, that's the whole Christian tradition, the understanding of the people of God as a priestly people. Now, you may not have heard of this idea before that each of you, by baptism, incorporated into Christ, and you have, therefore, a priestly role. It doesn't get talked about much. You know, I'm 36 years old. I've been to church at least 60 times a year uh, for those 36 years, and the only time I've ever heard, you know, the priesthood that baptized mentioned in a sermon is when I was giving it. So it, it doesn't come up a lot. 
And yeah, even though it's, it's common to Catholic and Protestants, the loss of that idea is also common to Catholics and Protestants. And I think it's something that we need to recover. And that brings us back to St. Paul. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. It's a call to activate our priesthood. And so to give God whatever it is that you're giving for Lent in terms of prayer, fasting, almsgiving, whatever you're doing, to offer it to God as an act of love. And it will have secondary benefits. You know, if you do real fasting, your beach bod will be in better shape. That's true. But that, that can't be your real motivation. That can't be your basic motivation. That's not a sacrifice to the Lord. So whatever you do, whatever you do, remember why you do it. And so that's my challenge to you, Hope College, during this Lent, to make it a real priestly Lent, to make it a Lent of real sacrifice offered to God. At the end of the day, to make it a Lent characterized by love of God. May God bless you all in the journey of these next 40 days and be with you always.